following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Hey, yo! But the queen rise to the top. All right, Billy. Here we are. Back again. Back again, my friend. What's going on in this beautiful night? Uh, you know how it goes. Uh, nothing. <laughs> We're not allowed just to a, do anything. Just a small town boy living in a lonely world? Yeah, it's something like that. Taking a midnight train going anywhere? Are we allowed to take trains? I'm not sure about trains, planes, or automobiles at this point. I don't think you could, like, a bus or a train seems seems uh, you'll be over that, like, 10-person limit. I was in New Jersey this morning, and I was just afraid that he was going to just close the bridges just like it was Gotham. <laughs> Blow the bridge, Bane. Man, talk about a guy who wants power. So, uh... Yeah, current events aside, um, not much. Yeah, I don't know how you're. Um, I think you you have two teams, and one is doing really well, one isn't. Uh, yeah, but uh, provided Thielen doesn't have a monster game, and we're talking about more than thirty points, I might get my first victory, and I will move to eight and two in the other league. Nice, nice. Um. And I and I beat my poor father, who's clinging for a playoff spot, which I don't feel good about. <laughs> it, look, it is what it is. It's business. That's I it. Can't just lay down and die. Uh, you don't like it, them's the breaks, you know. Mm-hmm. The best one in nine team in the world. <laughs> um, I'm in a similar boat. I, I'm making a playoff run in one league and trying to I need in a second league I need everything to just break right and we'll see if it happens that way but all you gotta do is get in buddy and then anything can happen in the last three weeks that's and then it's a tournament that's always my feeling is you just gotta get to the dance that's it that's it buddy so um fantasy aside um we're gonna start off before we get to wrestling and if you know, we'll, we'll get to the wrestling. Uh, if you don't want to hear other sports, just fast forward. Um, a lot of Sixers rumors right now. Love it. Love the activity. Loving, loving being the talk of the NBA by Woj. <laughs> it is nice. It is nice. It's good to be relevant and not say the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, and, and with basketball, more so than really any other sport, you either have to be bad or good. You don't want to be in the middle. You don't want to be the seventh, eighth, or just out of the playoffs. You no. either want to be really bad or good. Yeah, and, and really, more so than any other sport as well, one player can change your entire franchise. Look what it did for uh, Cleveland. Yeah. You know, so many, so, so many of them examples out there. Well, me. yeah, there's there's Giannis and Milwaukee, right? I mean, like one player can really change. Like you need other players, but one player can really change your entire franchise. Um, only you know, like 
more so than pretty much any other sport. That's fair. It's a very fair assessment. Although, in hockey, I mean, that can happen in hockey, too. It just kind of steamrolls a little bit. Not as much. So, like, just because, especially in today's game, like, yes, one player can can change you to a to a certain extent, but you're one of three on a line and one line of out of four, you know, if you're an offenseman. Um, so, look, it, with Pittsburgh, it still took, you know, they got the generational player. It still took a bunch of other players. And if you look in Edmonton, you know, like they got McDavid and, and it's not quite, you know, it hasn't quite worked there yet. Um, not point is, is yes. If you have a, a Lemieux or a Lindros, those guys, every time they stepped on the ice, um, it just was different, you know, yeah. um, yeah. the game is a little different now. But basketball is that one sport where one guy can change it on a dime. Yeah, like football, you're one of 11, you know, um, who are on the field. And... Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 You mean the quarterback isn't responsible for everything? In this city, maybe. Ah, okay. I, I didn't know it was one of 11. I thought it was just one against 11. Okay. All right. Thank you. And... Um, while he's been gone for a little while, I, I always believe in the Andy Reid philosophy where the game is really won and lost along the lines. And if you can't protect your quarterback, doesn't matter how good the guy is. That's an interesting philosophy. I mean, but we are a quarterback factory here in Philadelphia, so I, there's no need for offensive linemen. No, who, need, who needs them? Offensive linemen, schma offensive linemen. <laughs> and who needs a coordinator in this day and age? I'd rather have 15 guys just with their own agendas. They really haven't um, made up for uh, the loss of their offensive coordinators uh, after the Super Bowl. No, I mean, it's been beaten to death the Frank Reich aura. But there might be something to that at this point because they're they're just as vanilla and plain and predictable as can be at this point and it's it's getting increasingly difficult to watch them every sunday well i'm also going to say and this is no knock against um travis fulgum who's obviously trying hard but like we we've seen this show where when you don't really have a wide like a like a wide receiver that teams have to scheme for it's very hard to really sustain offense without Especially in today's game, they're they're walk-ons and practice squatters for a reason, you know. Mm-hmm. And this oh. is not a knock against Fulgham. He gets what he gets out of what he has, but there's right. a, there's an echelon. Right. Well, yeah, he's not Julio Jones, you know. Like people people are going to game plan for him. The NFL, you know, the people are game plan for a talent such as Lamar Jackson. He's not the same player he was last year. It's just the way it is. Well, the, 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 it takes maybe a year or two, and then once one team figures you out, everybody else copies it, and you have to adjust. Just the yeah. way it is. Figured Chip Kelly out in a year. It, yeah, I mean, it didn't take long. Plus, he just couldn't handle professional talent. No, he can't handle. He can't handle professional athletes, or that's a whole nother show. Yeah. 
Uh, that might take us a while to, to pull through the psychology of Chip Kelly. <laughs> delve into that rabbit hole, we'll be here all night. I mean, if you're a grown man and you're going by Chip. <laughs> yeah. I'm laughing because it brings back fond memories of our old Navy days and Chip. <laughs> that was a loving nickname of someone whose name wasn't Charles. It was not, and it just stuck. I don't know why. I just dubbed him Chip. It just and loves. it stuck. Beautiful time, a more innocent time. A lot of good nicknames back when we worked in the mall. Always Noomsy. Yeah. Yeah, Noomsy and uh, Hollywood. <laughs> oh, the memories. So, we're here to talk wrestling, and I think. My, it's not a pejorative when we're talking about WCW wrestling because this is wrestling. This is Southern wrestling at its finest, my friend. Um, so we're looking at another card from '92. Yes, yes, sir, we are the early '90s. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, so when I'm looking at this card. The, the the dark match. I'm really disappointed that this is going to be a dark match. As am I. What a tag team. One of them, anyway. So, um, in that dark match, we have Eric Watts and Van Hammer taking on the Vegas Connection, which is Vinny Vegas, a.k.a. the Kevin Nash, and Diamond Dallas Page. Two of our favorites. They are. They are. Um, it's a shame we won't get to see them here. It is a damn shame. Vinny Vegas, I, I actually like that character. Like a big, sly, bodyguard Vegas-like gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> Fit Nash with me. Yeah, it really did. It really did. I'm, I'm really disappointed. Uh, well, I'll have to see... Like, I doubt even video of this match exists, I guess, if it's not there, you know... Which is a shame. No, I, I doubt it. it I doubt it. I don't think we'll see it, unfortunately. Um, so then we get a six-man tag. Six-man tag match? That would be a six-man tag match, my friend. Tom Zank. Um, which, which we just saw, correct? It did. did was he yeah, on the last card? Yeah. yeah, he was with the company a while, a lot longer than I thought. Anyway, um, eighty nine and ninety two, three whole years. Johnny Gunn, who I'm not certain who that is. In all honesty, I've got nothing. Um, and then I don't think he's a brother of Billy or Bart. It doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like it. He doesn't look like a smoking gun. He's definitely not a smoking gun. Um, and the franchise. Shane uh, Douglas. He had staying power in WCW, too. Yeah. Much longer than I thought he would have stayed. Well, at least he got to ditch the uh, dudes gimmick. What was that? What was that gimmick? <laughs> the dynamic the... dudes. <laughs> who couldn't skate. Just got to carry that skateboard down. 
like a tennis racket. Yeah, it's just there. Um, and they take on Arn Anderson, Michael P.S. Hayes, and beautiful Bobby Eaton. Yeah. Um, this looks like a, all the hallmarks of a really good match. It uh, looks like about 11-minute six-man tag match. It, it should be a good one. A barn burner, if you will. A slobber knocker. Um, and then we get what might be just a legend match here next. Uh, Rick, actually, two. Two, two, well, two matches. Actually, a few of these matches are kind of um, legend matches. Yeah. Um, but Ricky Steamboat and Brian Pillman as the third match of the night, but second match on this card. I mean, that's, this has got to, I, I really hope we're not disappointed, but this has got to be a hell of a match. Yeah, I don't think they can have a bad match. I don't know who's, I don't know who's the baby face and who's the heel. Does it matter? Because I think it does not matter. We all win. Absolutely. Phenomenal workers there. Steamboat, classic guy. My grandfather wasn't a big wrestling fan, but he always liked that Ricky Steamboat. Oh, you got it. I mean, Ricky Ricky Steamboat does not have a bad match. No. He's, he's one of the top technical wrestlers of all time. Um, and Just a shame he seemed he couldn't... His wife kind of... He would leave for different reasons, different companies at a time, and it he was kind of, I want to say whipped, for lack of a better word here. But Well, it hamstrings kinda, his career. Yeah, it definitely did. And in, in you, Mr. Steamboat's, or maybe Mrs. Steamboat's defense, when you have to be on the road as much as these guys are, it would be very hard to maintain a healthy marriage. It doesn't happen. It's yeah. rare. It's, it's like a unicorn. So you have to at sacrifice. The Right? You have to sacrifice. Very true. And you have to make choices in life, and sometimes something pays. Either you can sacrifice your marriage, or you can sacrifice your career. In this case, you know, not all careers have to be sacrificed for a healthy marriage. But um, for for how much these guys traveled... It is not an easy life whatsoever. No. <laughs> So uh, then we have a United States Heavyweight Championship match between Big Van Vader and Nikita Koloff. The man they call Vader. Yes, the man they call Vader. I don't remember Nikita being... I remember Nikita from the 80s, like Magnum PA, like mid-80s. Yeah. I don't remember him being in the company in 92 so that's this is all interesting for me I, I don't think I've ever watched this pay-per-view up yeah well I, I'm looking forward to it because again like this is a match could be pulled from any time you know oh yeah absolutely absolutely um, uh, then we go to a tag team title match which is a half hour long Half hour. That might be our record. It's a long one. I don't. Th I don't think we've watched a half hour match, have we? Uh not yet. I don't believe. This is a. This is a long one. But with the names attached, okay. 
Right. Hey, it could be a good one. We get Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes versus Dr. Death Steve Williams of Oklahoma fame. And He was an Oklahoma Sooner defensive end. <laughs> and 17 solo tackles in one game. A Big 12 record. <laughs> All-American. Uh, stunning Steve Austin. All-American. Steve Austin also out of Texas, a high school football star. Uh, he was coached by Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights. Damn him. He's <laughs> a member of the Mojo. A lot of Texas. A lot, lot of Texans. Yeah, a lot of, lot of Texas action. Uh, Barry Windham from Sweetwater, Texas. Dustin Rhodes also from Texas. There is a Texas flavor to this match, boy. There is. <laughs> Sorry. Inter I interesting factoid. Steve Austin's real name is Steve Williams, and he's tagging with Steve Williams. Ahoy. So is Steve is Dr. Death Steve Williams his real name as well? That I don't know. I might have to research that one, but I definitely know Steve Austin couldn't use the name Steve Williams, his real name, because of Steve Williams. Ah. So he had, he hailed from Austin, Texas. So naturally, it's Steve Austin. Uh, I mean, did it work out for him? Uh, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, he might have heard of him. He he was never above the mid card. That Steve Austin. Working what can he do with a guy in black tights and black boots? Working man, right? Yeah, definitely. Just a hand. That that's all. Be mid card, mid card at best. Um, so after that half hour long match we're, we're treated to a 22 minute match um, which is for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship so they're still splitting belts because that tag team match was for both the NWA and WCW tag team title yeah, for some reason they didn't want to break off from the NWA so is this a champion versus champion, like the one, the because it does, it's not denoted here. I wonder, I wonder, we, you might not know, um, if one comes in as the NWA champion, it's like a belt unification match. I'm gonna guess. I want to say Rick Rude would be the NWA champion, but I don't know. No, it no, says no, no, there's no. a C. There's a C next no, to no, Chono. No, no. So, no, no, no. Okay. I'm talking about the tag team match before it. So the tag team match before it. I caught myself um, before we get more into the next match is for both NWA and WCW, and I'm, that could be that could be a unification match. Only yes, one sir. comes in with a C next to it, but I'm guessing why would they? Why would one team have both and both be up for grabs? So we'll see, but that would be my guess. Could, could be an interesting unification match, which I can dig. So. Um, then we end up with the NWA Heavyweight Championship match. With, uh, as Scott Hall would say, Masa, my hero, Chono. <laughs> hey, yo. Um, so we get Ravishing Rick Rude with Medusa. A great pairing. Um, against uh, Chono, who's got Hiro Matsuda in his uh, corner. 
You nailed that pronunciation, my friend. Have you been watching Japanese wrestling without me? I have not. I, uh... Alright. The Asian dogs I have, I have to know how to pronounce. Look at you getting all Mr. Miyagi on me. Good for you. <laughs> so, it's always, um, good. It's always good to be cultured. It is. It is. In, my, in, the nor- in Northeast Philadelphia, the, the bastion of culture. Culture on the circle. Um, so then we had... So, uh, that's that's the NWA championship, and after that we have a WCW heavyweight championship match. If I can get my tongue out of my own way, a lot of titles, a lot of titles in this pay per view, but the main event, no titles. Um, Doesn't really make a lot of sense. I'm wondering if this is a night of titles because they're starting to try and phase NWA out. I think Bischoff might have been more involved, or he was coming into the company at this time. So I don't know what I don't know what was going on company wide. Again, that'll be in my research, sort of. But uh, it does seem like they're trying to break away from the NWA. Thankfully. Well, I mean, we're now what the last card we watched was two years. We're two years into this co-branding. Three. Three. So they, 89 and 92. Yeah, so um, co-branding only lasts but for so long. Eventually, whoever owns it wants to get the other name out. It's just it's just too many. It's too many letters. Yeah. NWA, WCW. It's just it's too much. It's And it's too much to keep track of for the average fan, you know? You got to simplify things a little bit. Um. So then so this this heavyweight championship match we have Ron Simmons versus the Barbarian. So that's just going to be two big sons of bitches beating each other up. Which is what you want to see in a heavyweight championship match, right? You want to fight. You want a legit fight. Yeah, and, and the heavyweight belt, I know that it becomes like the star belt. But the like when it comes to fighting, the heavyweight belt you always want to look at is like this guy could walk into any bar and just clean house. You want him to be legitimate. Yeah. 170 million percent. Um, and this match, so we go from that 22-minute rude match back down to a 12-minute match or a 12 and three-quarter um, in this match, which might be, a, you know, might be a little long for the two big guys. We'll see. Big guy, you know, that's a long time for two. It's a long time for a guy like the Barbarian. Yes. Yes, 100%. But with Cactus Jack as a manager? He is coming down as a manager to the Barbarian. Bang, 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 my friend. Bang, bang. You know, like, I was, before we started recording this, um, This organization, and uh, you know, like WCW has its bone, its positives. So um, this isn't just time to rag on WCW, but did not really value uh, Mick Foley all that much. Figure out how to delve deep into this. 
they viewed him as a deathmatch wrestler. Uh, yeah. An, an oddity. That, that's that's a good terminology. Almost like a freak, if you will. And he was very young into the business at the time. At 92, I think, I think yeah. this might have actually been before he went to Japan and wrestled all those barbed wire death matches with Terry Funk. That made him legendary in the tape trading world and led him in ECW. But he was like he was like a stuntman. If that's if that's a terminology. Yeah, and I guess that's like he was their bump guy. And that like that's kind of what he was for, for them. And I don't know, I feel like Obviously, there are roles to be played, but sometimes when you're going out and doing those things for a company, there should be some uh, reciprocation. At, at least a little bit of appreciation. Yeah, throw him a bone. But he he kind of ticked off the company maybe two years after, two, three years after this. When uh, ECW was first starting, they had a working agreement, trade agreement with ECW. Or, I don't know. Yes. ECW and ECW worked together a little bit. And in a promo, Cactus Jack was the tag team champion in WCW. And in a promo for ECW, he spit on the belt, the WCW belt, and threw it to the ground. Now, if if you hear the promo, it's not as bad as it sounds. But by the time it got to the higher-ups in WCW, he shit on the belt, basically. But, like, I get it. Um, But I also feel like heat's a good thing. It is. And in the context of the promo he was doing, it worked. But by the time you telephone, telegram, tell a wrestler... It yeah. becomes the worst thing he could ever have done. So, but that's a little Cactus Jack story. A little Cactus Jack history. A little, little Cactus. Big, big McFoley fan I am. Well, it's kind of hard not to be. He seems like a decent guy. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we'll, you know, we'll see what his activity as uh, is as the manager here. But um, a manager to a guy who probably needs a manager in the Barbarian. The, bar- the Barbarian, I don't remember ever talking. Maybe a grunt here and there. I don't remember an interview with the Barbarian. No, I don't either, but we'll see. We shall see. And then that brings That's us... fun of it all. <laughs> that brings us to our main event. A legendary main event. It is uh, Sting versus Jake the Snake Roberts. And this was a spin the deal, spin the wheel, make the deal match. Uh, your audio is a little low. Can you hear me now? That works. That works. Yeah, this was a spin the wheel, make the deal match, which I think they legitimately just spin the wheel and they landed on this match. So like it was legit. I don't. I have no. I don't even. Know, I don't even know what a coal miner's glove match is now, let alone in '92 when I was 13. Um, I have no idea what it is 
either. Uh, and we just had a different gimmick match where we didn't really get get it, you know? Yeah. And here we yeah, are I, again. Uh, I got to find out what a coal miner's glove match is because I don't know. This could be the first, last, and only time there's ever been a coal miner's glove match. I... I've got nothing. Could you, could you gather what it is, maybe? Are you I are mean, you I'm, big coal miners guy? Uh, <laughs> I've got no. I really wish that I could um, offer something, but I like I for for gigs for shits and gigs. I clicked on it, and there's like a whole list of gimmick matches, and there really isn't something for coal miners club. This could be very unique, and it could be very bad. I wonder if it's like some kind of like, um, like a shark bite glove, where you're wearing almost like an armored glove or something, or like that's there for you to hit your opponent with. I... I'm excited. We're gonna discover what a coal miner's glove match is. Maybe bring it back. It's not coming back, is it? No. The damn shame of it all. All right, hold on. Here, I think I'm right. The first participant to gain possession of the glove gets to use it on his opponent. With that usually comes the win. That's just a crappy way to end the pay-per-view. I mean, I will say that in my Google search... It comes up on 20, 20 dumbest gimmick matches in WCW history. Oh, I'm excited. So, uh, yeah, Coal Miner's Glove. Apparently they have used it before. There's a match with uh, Kurt Henning and the Assassin. That is also a Coal Miner's Glove match. Would that be any AWA? I, I mean, it's up on a YouTube video. I'm not getting much else. Um, <laughs> but... Giving it, throwing it out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there is what a coal miner's glove match is. Um, I, 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 I visualize myself in the future just watching this match and doing the same thing. Going, huh? <laughs> so this is what we have these guys doing, huh? I guess. I guess. That's what happens when you don't rig the wheel. Um, yeah, they just just, <laughs> just spun it. And... I'm telling you, that's the only thing I could think of, Jack. Like, they didn't rig the wheel to get the match they wanted, and they screwed up. Because I can't imagine a budget being great for the company at the time. Um, so this was not a Judy Bagwell on a pole match. <laughs> if you're booking, would you book a coal miner's glove match? Nobody knows what it is. So it's not only do you got to explain it to the pay-per-view buying audience, you got people in the crowd going, what the hell is this? It's a very inside gimmick match. It's not a steel cage. It's not, you know, like it is a... A loser leaves it match. Yeah, a loser or a hair versus hair match. Yeah, you can't have, like, intricate, you know, stipulations yeah. that you got to explain, like, so for for minutes at a time, just 
dumb it down for people. Simpler is better. So you don't want to do a pierogi match? I would love a pierogi right now. It's been pretty much eight months since I've had a carb. Well, that's a lie. I mean, I eat six to ten a day, maybe. Maybe. That's besides the point. I'm getting close. I'm that's getting close to Pizza Palooza. That's neither here nor there. I'm just going to go to the same place as Portnoy goes. I'm just going to videotape it. <laughs> and you can come up with a different scoring system? Yeah, absolutely. We gotta do it different. We can't do we can't do numbers. We'll do grades. You have a, a, a camera guy named Jimmy or something? Yeah, since we're in the era of virtual schooling, we do virtual grades for pizza. Fair enough. I'll grow a beard. I'll I can wear I can wear yucky clothes now. I'm thinner. Yeah, little skinny jeans. Yeah, I can definitely wear skinny jeans now. Hopefully. <laughs> Paint them some bitches on and let me eat some pizza. So I mean, um, when when is when do you think Pizza Palooza is coming on? Now, probably about six to ten pounds. I don't know that like, thing. Like probably two weeks away. Yeah, hopefully. Well, we got Thanksgiving. I got thing in. I might stuff myself with some turkey on Thanksgiving. Turkey, that's fine though. It's the stuffing. It is. It is. Yeah, I don't. I don't do the stuffing. I'm telling you, I'm very disciplined. Very disciplined. I went this long. I'm not gonna let stuffing lead me down the rails. It's not worth. It's not good enough to to sacrifice. You know, like I don't mind stuffing. It's fine for Thanksgiving, but it's not good enough. If you have a strict diet, it's not something you're going to break a diet for. It's not mega fries at 3 in the morning. And if I meet them down the shore, I'm good. Yeah, it's just, it's not a food that you're willing to sacrifice it for. So, uh... Yeah. What's now that you got me hungry. Yeah, what sides are you going for then? Or is it just basically turkey? Well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say on the air that I'm getting together with my family. So when I'm eating by myself in the room with three masks on, I might be eating green beans, maybe a little spinach. It depends. depends on As you know, I'm not the chef you, the culinary expert you are, so yeah, like my, sister, my, my sister will be cooking <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner and sending, it, sending dinner to me in my room alone. I'm trying to make sure that we have a little bit of a theme, you know, like that I make sure that we talk about food at least one time per podcast. You know, kind of my thing right now. I had egg whites and turkey sausage for breakfast this morning. It feels like it was 30 hours ago. Turkey sausage, huh? You know how deflating it is to get two egg white and turkey sausage bagels from Wawa and then no rip bagel. the bagel right off? It was just discipline. And discipline. So you're with your diet, though. You could eat pork sausage, correct? Yes. Yes. Just choosing the better option. Yeah, and, and uh, I take egg whites. Oh, the egg like I could have, I could have done that with, I could have done that with any sandwich they had. But I just, I just dig egg whites. It's not even egg whites that I'm questioning. It's the turkey sausage over pork sausage. That was really. Yeah, it's it's all gravy, buddy. Yeah, yeah. 
It's not as restrictive as people think. Well, it's little decisions every day. Like, that's really... Any diet is about little decisions every day. But, you know, when you go from the beginning of the year, eating a pizza a day, going to Five Guys and spending $30, it's, it's a little bit of a change, if you will. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, out of any diet you can go for, like, I, I mean... Don't get me wrong. I have like philosophical disagreements with it, but I can't argue the results. Um, and I feel like for like guys like me and you, it's actually the easiest diet to probably stick to, um, because you're still getting the things that you'd prefer. You know, it's right. it's not like you're you're having to eat um, rice cakes. No, no, it's not like I'm just eating lettuce and water. Like I'm a goddamn dinosaur. <laughs> so, you know, like, I think in that regard, it's the easiest to stick to once you get out, like, through the first three weeks or so. That's, that's I'm well past three weeks. And that's a little true with almost every diet. Um, once you get through that, that second week, really, um, it's usually not too bad. And then it's what I always say to people, you know, you're not my first person or not my own. You're not the only person I know to drop a ton of weight that I've spent time at the gym with. And one of the big things I try to make sure that I say, I said to you that I said to um, the other bill was if you make a mistake, that's okay. You have to accept it and move on. It's when you just say, well, I made this mistake today. I might as well, or this morning, why not make the same mistake at lunch and then the same mistake at dinner and then tomorrow. And then you're totally off the rails. And then it's like, why do it? And a, a cheat day turns into a cheat month. Or, or you never get back on, you know? Right. So uh, one of the diets that I had followed at one point said like, you're entitled to one cheat meal a week, not one cheat day. And that cheat meal is because it's not a cheat meal. It's an earned meal. Um, you earned it with all the hard work you put in all week. And also uh, you earned it by the diet that you also did, not just the gym work. And you can still have that, that earned meal can still be the best version of it self. Like it doesn't have to be a pint of ice cream. I like that. I, I like that rationale. It was a diet I had the most success with. Um, other than, you know, like you lost a, a, a much more weight than I did, but I've lost a good amount of weight over the last couple months. And I'm not necessarily following that diet, but um, some of the fundamentals of it, which... I can firmly agree with is like if you're going to eat something you want as few steps between you pulling it out of the ground and putting it on your plate as possible or, bet or between the animal getting slaughtering and ended up on your plate as possible the more steps are in between that the more likely it is to have stuff that you're not going to want in your food that's a good philosophy I feel it's a, it's a simple one yeah the sim simpler to better, man. And and it gives you choices. Like that's that's the thing is like some people 
need everything to be mapped out, weighed out, all the ingredients there for you. I need a little bit of choice because if I don't have it, I, I, I can't live in that space. It's tough. It's very, very, very tough. Options are good when it comes to eating. Yeah, and, and um, that's a little bit about like why I got fell down this rabbit hole of, co- of cooking. Is like one is like I like to have options, and two, you know, I'm a very picky eater. Um, so when I'm picking all the ingredients, it's I'm less likely to be like, hey, can you not put this in there? Can you not put that in there? Can you you know can you sub this out for that? Which I hate doing. It's it can be exhausting and mind numbing at times. It's yeah, it, it just is. And then you know, um, the fact that like once you start experimenting and you figure out what works well together, it really expands. You know, like so much of why people struggle with at home cooking is because they don't have the right tools. And they don't have the right ingredient, not ingredients. Look, we all buy our, our meat or our stuff at the same places. So when I say ingredients, it's not like, oh, you're buying crappy lettuce or something like that. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just that there yeah. are like, there are different seasonings you should be looking at. There are different flavor profiles you should be going for. There are different fats. Like I, I pretty much got away from any seed fat and went to more animal fats or olive oil. Um, and that has really helped me a ton. It's getting away from those like things that shouldn't really be making oil. It could be a game changer. Uh, I mean, I've lost about 29 pounds and I eat homemade french fries. You know, it's not like I'm not eating things I like. I just make a That's better good. version of it. You know? Good for you, buddy. Yeah. Good for you. So, um, and that's really what it's been about. You know, I, I, I post every little bit on here that I, every Sunday I like to make a decent breakfast. And, uh, one of the things I've been into making over the last couple weeks has been brioche French toast. Like I eat that, you know, like, and I'm still losing weight. It's just about getting the best possible ingredients you can or making it in a way that's the best possible version of what it is. So. And I'm hungry. Yeah. You can't, you know, like, you know how it goes. You you can't eat a pile of hot dogs every day and expect to be okay. No. <laughs> Absolutely not, even if it is dollar dog night. Yeah, even, right, right, exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, I am, I am also hungry, but I'm done eating for the day, so, uh, not going to be able to really I'm, I'm going to be having to water that appetite down I'll just look at photos of pizza that'll be it for me <laughs> um, so uh, this card I'm much more I, I really hope I'm not let down because that, that 89 Halloween Havoc card uh, did not pop off the screen but it was for 1989 was a watchable card. This there's the the names that are on that. I am excited to watch. I hope I don't feel let down like we were for that 90 SummerSlam. I, I I don't see it. I don't see that happening for a lot of reasons. There's so many good workers on this card, and just judging by the length of the matches, 
I think we're in for a solid night of just wrestling. No Gaga, no Sean Mooney in the back. Oh, 57 times. We didn't go over the commentators and stuff, and actually this that might also be a highlight of this this night here. Oh, really? So com- the the um, commentators are Jim Ross and, and Jesse the Body. Jesse the Body. Jesse the Body. I like it. And I like it a lot. The presenters are Tony Schiavone and Bruno Sammartino. So you get a little Schiavone action here. Dude, I blacked out Bruno Sammartino in yeah. WCW and NWA. I don't remember him. And this is two pay-per-views in a row, so I, I, I'm glad to see it. I, I respect Bruno. I just don't remember it. Um, and then the interviewers, we have ECW alum, Missy Hyatt. Go Birds. And Teddy Long. Teddy Long, the man of many, many hats. Did almost everything. Everything. Ref, manager, GM, everything. Everything. He did everything. Legend. Hall of Famer. Just absolutely. I'm not sure about about a CYO football career. Well, maybe we'll hear about it. My God, he was an all-star basketball player in fifth grade from Brooknell High in Stony Brook, New York. (laughs) So... The, the out-of-ring stuff is almost as exciting as the talent in the ring. Well, I like WCW back here. I mean, I didn't collect all their VHS tapes. Well, I feel like, again, this, this programming is a little bit more mature than what WWF was doing. And I say, yeah. I say mature... In that WWF is doing the yeah the glitz the glamour the showmanship where this is like in ring work where your attention span if you're you're a kid it, it, some of these are going to be pushing it but the level of in ring work is much it is for a more refined wrestling palette if you will it's almost for a different demographic WWF yeah. would be under eighteen and this would be more geared towards 18 to 34 year olds the demographic yeah yeah agreed so kind of stays that way until attitude it definitely does stay that way for quite a while for the WWF yeah yeah it it took a lot for Vince to gear away from the whole under 18 kids Demographic. Again, we've talked about it. We're going to talk about it again, and I don't want to, you know, beat a horse that's already been shot, but um, just a different approach. Vince really, his approach really was for guys that you look at and uh, not necessarily guys who could hold a, you know, 30-minute match. It's definitely more towards the guy who turns your head here rather than the guy who can work in the ring. Right. Work rate was an afterthought in most WWF events. Clearly, right? And, and again, this is going to come off. This is not a knock 
against Hulk Hogan, but clearly, right? Hulk Hogan is the champion for a long time. Um, he he can't he can't hold a candle to a Ricky Steamboat or Ric Flair. Or he can't lace their boots. When it comes to you know, Hogan, Hogan, Hogan was a decent worker when he went to Japan. He could work, but it just didn't fit what they were going for. Yeah, and, and He had his basic match and stuck to it. And maybe that's the more fair statement of what was asked of him. What the WWF yeah. was asking of Hulk Hogan at this time and prior to was to come out, you know, do, do your hit your notes, pose, get out of there. It wasn't to put on a long, you know, showcase of your actual wrestling ability. Get beat by the monster heel, do the Hogan Superman comeback, Hogan must pose, end of pay-per-view. Yeah. Home for that, was, that was the tried and true formula. Yeah, so I think your, your assessment was more fair than what I was saying. What WWF asked of Hulk Hogan made it that he could – you wouldn't think that he could lace those guys' boots. No, uh, no. Definitely more geared towards look rather than substance. And again, just a different approach. Um, just a different approach. WWF made a ton of money using that approach. I mean, are they still in business? Allegedly. Allegedly. So, they did all right for themselves. One of these companies is not in business anymore. One is. So, for what it's worth. I blame Vincent Russo. Well, he's, Bro. He's tanked WCW and TNA. Well, TNA is making... TNA's still here. TNA's yeah, still here. It's Impact now. Yeah, but is he still there? No. He has his own podcast as well, bro. Uh, okay, bro. Definitely, bro. Does he or does he not enjoy the smell of his own farts? He might have a jar full of them. Just ask him. They're the best farts ever. He'll tell you all about it. Bro. Let me tell you, bro. So, um, another Civic Center... Uh, card. Um, this is also claiming new at seven thousand. I would imagine that's a sellout. I wonder if the beginning part of the card is going to be as empty as last one. I'm ho I'm thinking they might have advanced in their presentation. Learned a lesson. None. Empty seats aren't good. No, it doesn't look good. Even when this whole pandemic started, Vince didn't even show empty seats, and everybody knew they were empty. I remember towards the end of WCW's run, like they had a show up here, and they had to give away a bunch of tickets so they didn't have empty seats. Well, that's the thing—that's the thing. Like, people would just wait till they gave them away. Like, why pay for something when they're just going to give them away anyway? Right. People, you know, people would realize that they're not dumb. Oh, they give away a ton of seats. We'll just wait. Why pay for it? Why, right. Why drop $70? Yeah. So if 50 people buy tickets, they're going to give 20000 away. I mean, it's just the way it is. Bad business decision, my friends. They had a ton of them. Well, I mean, again, 
why they don't exist anymore. It's because we didn't buy the company and become the bookers. Gosh darn it. If we only <laughs> saved our old Navy rubles. Yeah. If only I saved my $7 an hour um, from folding jeans. I think I was at eight. I was the men's lead, damn it. <laughs> um, what kind of title is that for a 19-year-old to have? Uh, one that makes you, like, boss around your younger employee, you know, co-worker. No, that was the fake ID that I could get alcohol with them for. <laughs> the king of the lion's den, my friend. That's what I was. Yeah. And now, here I am. Not even allowed out of the house to go anywhere. No. I mean, you can still go to Wawa and wait in line, correct? I did it twice today. Yeah, you can go to Wawa. You can wait in line at Target. Target. Oh, sorry. For us refined folk. Um, So it's fine. You know, you can go out for those things. It seems a bit contradictory. Um, what I... I don't want to go too far off on a political thing, but... We have half-assed it since March. And I wouldn't... You know, I'm not surprised that we're continuing to half-ass it. And when you, take ha- when you half-ass it and take half-measures, you get half-effort or worse. People become tone deaf. Well, not just that, but when they feel as though, again, there's kind of, like it does. It doesn't make sense. They're just less likely to go along. I think people took it seriously when it first started. Not that they don't take it seriously now. I'm saying it. It was more urgent and serious back in March, and then it became fatigued. And then when things went down during the summer, that's when you had, that's when you had, you know, everything else. Then you had different views, and it became political, and it became all mush. And now nobody does. Not shouldn't say nobody does the right thing. I should say there isn't a hundred percent effort. And I believe in March it was a legitimate worry. I. I do disease control as part of my job, and I do testing for infectious disease as part of my job. Um, and the thing is, is no one has really sat down and explained things to people in a way that they can understand it when you're not in infectious disease medicine. And I feel like because of that, people fill in or they fill in with um, information sources that are going to tell them what they want to hear. And that can be on either side. That's This is not a judgment. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's definitely not bipartisan. That's definitely a it's, factor. It's, it is what it is. So I'm going to give... You usually go in any aspect of life with what you want to hear. Or what confirms what you already believe. Right. Yes, like exactly. Like, I've come to you for advice, to just hoping that you would confirm what I already believe. Or I'm already going to do. 
you know, like, exactly. that's the way it goes. So um, for anybody that's still along for the ride, uh, you can take what I'm going to say for what it's worth. Uh, but um, here it is. And shut me off if, you, if you'd prefer not to hear more about this. But part of, part of the problem with this is um, your behavior predates your exposure, right? So when you choose, if you choose that you're going to go to a bar or go to a concert or, you know, not that that's a thing, but whatever, right? That decision predates your exposure and then your exposure predates your illness. And this could be by eight days, right? Nine days. And before you're ill or know that you're positive, you're going about your other behaviors that would lead you to make those decisions that you made previously, right? Correct. That just is what it is. The people who are more likely to do those things that are advised against are more likely to have been exposed and then more likely to continue doing those same things. The issue is is that your exposure can be 10 days prior to when you're sick. And then when you're now you're sick, then you have to get a test and that test can take another four or five days to get a positive. And the problem is is that you have potentially been spreading that virus for five days to everybody else who'd be engaged in those same behaviors. So when you have virus that takes a certain amount of time to know that you have it but is contagious, the spread is higher than if it were a two-day window or a one-day window. Right. Right. That's it's multiplied. It's multiplied. That's just the way it is. Yeah. And so what happens is by the time you realize there's a problem, it will take around two to three weeks to really even get your bearings for how bad the problem is. Because the person who, say today you decided you're not going to do anything, right? Well, you could have been spreading this for six days. So all those people who are infected, you stopping today does nothing for them. They're already infected. Right. Right? Right. So it's going to take just for you to stop two weeks to, to understand where we are. So two weeks isn't, even if we stop everything for two weeks starting today, it will be a month from now before you would actually see um, results. Results. Or a, 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 flat, a flattening. And that's what your hope is. The problem is, is when you're dealing with where we are now and everybody's fatigued, um, that those decisions aren't really, you know, like, it's going to take even longer because there's there's a lot of factors and i think a lot of it is a distrust in government and media well and look it's not just government media it's um educational institutions um it is there's a whole host of distrust and i guess my point is is that it maybe that distrust wouldn't be so bad if people were willing to have a conversation and laying it out and the way where I um, what I talk to people about is um, if those of you who know me uh, those, those of you who don't I work in an animal shelter 
And prior to the animal shelter that I worked at, now I worked in animal control, which had a very high population. And we would have a lot of dogs get sick, and it was just the nature of the building. Sure. It just was the way it was. There was not much we could do. It was not how much we cleaned. And um, one of the dogs that had gotten sick uh, went to a rescue who took it to an emergency room. And a doctor in the emergency room said, you should be using why, – why didn't this facility use this antibiotic? And it's malpractice if you don't use this antibiotic for this, um, this illness or you let this dog get sick without trying this antibiotic. And that doctor was right in the context at which that dog was in then, which was outside of a shelter. The problem is, is if you use that antibiotic in a shelter, it creates superbugs because the vir it forces virus mutations. And when you have animals housed in back-to-back -back cages for rows and rows and rows, it forces, it, it creates a superbug. Gotcha. So my point in saying that is just because it's a doctor, just because it's a nurse saying it doesn't necessarily mean they're preaching correctly either. Yeah, I, I want to. I have distrust of anything at this right. point, and that's I just, I just do. That's part like that's that's one part of many problems when you're dealing with a contagious disease. And, and I'm not. I'm not saying I'm right. Trust me. No, but I, it's a, it's a factor that a lot of people have. I, and again, I don't even think I think it's a failure on many fronts. It's just not, take just take a person, a person. You find out that that person lied to you once. What's going to happen? That's it. You're never going to trust him again. Right, but this is this is a failure through multiple parts of society. Yeah. It's a failure. That's, that's definitely fair and probably right. It's a fail. Right, and, and right, and and those failures permeate everywhere and on both sides. This is not a, there is no one side there there it's, it's equal, on both it's on both equal opportunity offender here oh. um, but my, my part if, part if you're on one side and the other side says it's sunny out that other side's gonna grab an umbrella just because of the distrust that's just the way it is um, and the unfortunate the unfortunate part is, the more uh, transparent you can be with these things, um, and it's not just—it's not just this, right? Like, no, it's, it's everything. Now. Look, it, it's, it's everything. not even just now. It's not even just now. Like, you can go back to two thousand and one, right? It, it, it's nine eleven. There's there's mistrust with the official story there. It's there. This this predates. It's worse now. But it predates this. Yeah, it just didn't start. It didn't start three years ago. No. It's, it's been permeating. It's been rising. It's been simmering. increasing. Yeah, it's been yeah. simmering, bubbling. So the problem the, the problem is, like the long and short of it is, is nobody has actually – you have to go out and find this. You if, if what you want to learn, you have to go out and find. And the problem is when that's the case, like there is – there are sources everywhere, right? You can find them, and again, yeah. you are likely to find the things that you agree with. And that has many problems, right? That's with social media um, and how they curate what you see. 
that's with your whatever search engine you use and how they curate what you see, right? And what happens? It's all, it's all algorithms at this point, yeah, almost. Those, those algorithms are designed by people. And yeah. The problem yeah. is, is, is those algorithms not only are designed by people, but are designed to keep you engaged. They're not designed for you to find good information or bad information. They're just designed to keep you engaged. And they're and get you get you down that rabbit hole. Any of them. What they want to do yeah. is keep you engaged. So they can keep you seeing ads. That's the long and short of it. So whatever they can do to make you hit refresh or search again or click before you, you know before you put your phone away or before you shut your laptop, that's what they're doing. And the problem is, is it pushes people further and further, even if it's only a small margin each week, further and further. And no one has, has the ability to cut through that noise and really talk to people about the decisions that you make today might not come to fruition for, for two weeks. And look, the chances are you'll get this and you'll be just fine. But the problem is, is that there's enough people who get it and won't be that hospitals won't be fine. Right. And, and something that's as, when it first started. Yeah. It was not to inundate the hospitals. Right. And that that little bit of information that you can walk people through, right? Like, you will most likely not die <laughs> if you get this. But, right. Exactly. There's a great chance you won't die. No, well, there's, there's a 9.9 .9 out of 10 chance that you will not die. <laughs> but that's a poor metric as well. Um because there are many other things that can happen that are not death, but are not fun. <laughs> um, and I, I, it's the same way I, I think that we were taught about drugs and why it was a failure, right? It was like, if you smoke weed, you're going to do, you're going to end up doing heroin, which is ridiculous. Um, yeah, well, the war on drugs, the drugs won. Right. But I feel like that this is, we're repeating this. This. There are a lot of common themes there. And where it's frustrating on my end is like we could just have a very real conversation with people or could have that is like you will most likely not die. You will most likely be okay. But if, if enough people get this and the hospitals fill up, people who have heart attacks might die that don't need to. Or people who have an accident in their house and, and may die because they there's no bed available or people who have a stroke um, and that's really like the long and short of it isn't that like if you decide you're going to go out and eat a, a bowl of ribs at a restaurant that you're going to die I think that that is just not because every time someone does it it makes them distrust the information they're going to get the same way that, that's the issue that's the main issue the I think. same way as every time someone has sex with a condom and doesn't get AIDS you know right like when we were growing up it was like if you have sex without a condom you're gonna get you know herpes yeah. or AIDS or you know name it right and every right. time you don't it's like well what other bullshit were these people feeding it's it's a lot of the problems have to do with the source of what's being but not a real prevented not a real adult conversation never and that is never. that is where i'm frustrated because like i'm not going to engage someone on facebook and talk to them about like the reality you know like trying to give them the more grounded thing people have made their mind up based on all the other bullshit they've been fed 
Neither you nor I are changing the party. And it's not worth it. It's not even worth it to have the conversation. It's exhausting. So, where, like, I just, we're, we're being dictated to and spoken to as children when there's a very real conversation. I think people would be more likely to make the sacrifice they have to if they were talking, talking to, like, an adult about those things and not being given contradictory information about, like, you can wait in your doctor's waiting room when there's 11 people in there, but you can't eat a bowl of turkey when there's 11 people in there. And that's... None of it makes... Not well, none of it, but a lot of it doesn't make sense on a, just a common-sense basis. It's, they're, it's because they're half measures. Yeah. They're half measures. Mm-hmm. And even if in those half measures, if they talk to again to people about this these are imperfect decisions but we're trying to strike a balance with limiting risk but not eliminating risk and again if there there could be some conversations about that like we're trying to play the odds here you know that's all we're trying to do and you're just not get getting that information is not being given to people in a succinct and understandable way for people to digest the whys. It's just like, this is what we're doing. Deal with it. And that's and not that's, how you deal with adults. It's not even really how you should deal with children. It's going to be a natural rebellion. Well, it just... And at the worst possible time, right? So, it, you know, we knew that fall would be worse. Thanksgiving tends to happen in, in, in the fall. Mm-hmm. It's a very, it's the most traveled holiday of the year. It's a very important holiday to most people. But guess what else happens? Colleges get let out. Um, so it's the worst possible time to have built in this much mistrust because you've got so much travel going on that maybe people would be more likely to sacrifice it. Again, if you had a very real conversation that said, you know, these decisions you yeah you might not you might not even end up in the emergency room but like I, I don't know like if there was a pretty good chance that I'd catch the flu going to Thanksgiving dinner I might skip it because I don't feel like feeling like shit you know yeah. and I just feel like there's not a that that missing part where it's like if you get this you're you have a really you know you you have a, a good enough chance to die which is not People grab onto that 99% and and there isn't a conversation about the dangers of, because of how contagious this is, the dangers of enough people getting it that that 1%, not even that dies, that ends up in the the intensive care unit can really affect the people who need those ICU beds if we could just make small sacrifices. But no one's having those adult conversations. And it seems too far gone to have it at this it's, point. Well, now, no, eight, eight months in, it's too late. The boats, the boats left the port, and there's. Believe, you can't believe, put the toothpaste back in a jar. No, at this and point. the pain is going to come. That just, it just is. It just is. So, you know me, I, I you know, like I've had my hair up a little bit because. <laughs> people tend to put stuff out there that's like don't hide in your basement or don't be afraid to do things and you 
You know me fairly well. I'd swim through a pool of COVID with my mouth open if it meant the difference between my work getting done and not. I've just, I've cut out what I don't need to do. Um, but I also understand that people are a little fed up with this and a little fed up of being treated like a child. It's, yeah. Okay, I couldn't have said it better. No. I could not have said it better, buddy. I've gone to work through this whole thing. It's not that I'm scared to leave my house. It's not even that I'm scared to to get this. Like that's been the risk that I've taken by going to work. You know, um, it's not. It you're, just if you're could, picking spots by importance. Well, that's it. And if I could avoid feeling like shit, if it's going to make me feel like shit, I'd rather not be sick. You know, but if I don't, if I don't have to do something, I'm not doing it. If I have to, okay. And I think a lot of the talk could have been on, I wouldn't say preventative measures, I would say, like health, there is ways you can health make your immune system better, and that's never talked about, ever. Well, I will say this, right, like, while you're correct, there's an immediacy part, right? Like. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The risk of you getting this versus how long it would take, say, to lose weight, to take it back to something we were talking about earlier, is just different, right? So there's an immediacy part. You should lose weight because not only does it make you less likely to die from this, but less likely to have a heart attack, less likely to have diabetes, less, you know, like, it, it, and other health complications. So, yeah. um, yes, but there is an immediacy part to that. There is like, I can't tomorrow decide like, okay, I'm just not going to be fat anymore. doesn't work that way. Really? Damn it. I wish. But I can Damn decide it. to not expose myself um, or to limit my exposure to therefore, if I make these other decisions, you know, if I start to, to diet better and, and whatnot, um, that the next time or my next exposure won't, you know, will carry less rates of, of complications. But there's an immediacy part of that. So yes, I agree, but they've been talking about an obesity, obesity epidemic, geez, for 20 years. At least. At least. So it's not like yeah. people weren't warned about being fat. It just comes down to human nature. People well, are just going to do what they want to do. Again, it comes down to delayed when I'm when I'm delayed. Uh, damn word I'm looking for. When you when the bill comes due for eating a gallon of ice cream a day, it's not the decision you're making every day. The bill comes due much later. It's that delayed consequence. There you go. And that's what what I, I guess really bring to bring it all the way back the delayed consequence of your decisions makes it less likely you know if you're going to pay for it tonight right if you if i tell you you're going to eat this you're going to get diarrhea you're less likely to eat it because you know you're going to get diarrhea that day not you're going to get it's, diarrhea two years from now or 10 it's years an immediate from. it's an immediate consequence yep think about food that you've eaten and then thrown up later you sometimes you never eat that food again yeah or alcohol the, right right hundred percent, a hundred percent. So that delayed consequence 
is what makes you less likely to adjust your behavior. And that's true with all animals. You'll pick out a different pattern. So when it comes to making poor food choices, the delayed consequence might not be for 15 years. Could be even longer. And the delayed delayed consequence with this virus is long enough to not have you edit your behavior that much. Unfortunately, that seems to be the case, and that's where why we are where we're at. Look, I get it. This is not a judgment. This is not a judgment on anybody. It just is. Just is. So that's just my is, that's boy. my rant about the current situation of people being locked. <laughs> and we say lockdown, and it's not like you can't go anywhere. It's not like it's you know the national guards out make, knocking on your door to make sure you're home. Yeah, you know, like it's not. It's not even a real lockdown, and and that's also part of like why, you know, I'd like to see. I try to make sure I order from a restaurant every week um, to try, you know, not that my one meal a week is the difference between places keeping their doors open, but I try to make sure I do it um, to support a local, you know, local business. I'm not ordering from a chain place once a week. I'm ordering from a local restaurant, but um, that's good. But I'd like to see like, again, if this were going to be done correctly, there would be money for these places to keep them from opening. There you go. Right? Like, yeah. give these people some fucking money to keep from opening. And then we don't, ha- you know, they don't have to break rules in order to make sure they can put food on their own fucking table. That's it, buddy. It's really. That's it. The long and short of it. Let people survive a little bit. Just a little while. It's not even that long. Yeah. But again, so. To, to, to close it out, the sentence I always say at work is you don't know you're in the middle of an outbreak until you're in the middle of an outbreak. Like there's not really a great warning sign until the cases explode and then they keep exploding even after you've taken your measures to quash it. So um, decision is not like the, the new rules don't go into place until Friday, correct? The 20th, yeah. So – and good luck with Thanksgiving. People are going to do what they're going to do. I'm not, you know, that's it's ridiculous to even expect it to be different. Um, sure, at some point. But so then you're looking at to so take not this Thursday next. It's going to take three weeks to a month before you'd see any results from the measures that you're taking, say post Thanksgiving. And that's when people are going to be tired of it by then. They're going to say this was only supposed to be a month long. And now it's 10 months. Or the original, like, more restrictive went from what? April until, like, June? Like It, wasn't, it, it wasn't originally that long. It was no. three weeks to flatten the curve. But then they kept, they kept yeah. upping it. But again, it's, it, they're not... They say these things, and these things don't mean anything to people. When they say flatten the curve, you have to see the curve to understand it. But really, they should be talking about a benchmark of a certain percentage of tests coming back positive. Whatever percentage they want to make that, 3%, 5%. um, That is a 
a better measurement than talking about just, oh, we have to flatten the curve. Well, a curve can flatten at 100,000 cases a day and just stay there, but every day be another 100,000. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. so there should be the, the benchmarks, the things we have to hit should be much more transparent for people, and it just isn't. Yay, that is my long-winded talk about COVID. And that's all I have to say about that. Hopefully I didn't, you know, I'm sure we'll get, I'll get an email or a message that's like, you know, either you're being too dismissive or um, it's not real, you know, because that's the world we live in. But the opposite ends of the spectrum, there is no middle anymore. Nope. No, sir. Just is what it is. And I'm the Joker. <laughs> Whatever doesn't kill you only makes you weirder, Billy. Or stranger. <laughs> stranger. You want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> From Jim Kenny, goddammit. <laughs> it all comes back. <laughs> so, uh, we will be back later this week to not talk about um, COVID at all, hopefully. <laughs> we can talk about this card. Absolutely. All right. Until then. See ya.